Hello again, everybody. Welcome back to a brand new episode of Satch Talks. Now, in today's episode, I'm going to be reviewing this past Sunday's game against Tottenham Hotspur. Um, the controversial game, may I add, against Tottenham Hotspur. Um, going to really get into it and dissect it. Um, and try not get myself too wound up like I did on Sunday afternoon after that Simon Hooper monstrosity. Um, and we're going to be getting into the Aston Villa preview ahead of tomorrow when we head to Villa Park um, on one of our first away games in quite some time, actually, since we um, drew four all at Stamford Bridge back in November. So we're going to get into it. But before we do, please be sure to leave a five-star rating review on the uh, Spotify page. Um, it does massively help boosting um, popularity on Spotify. It makes the podcast more reachable and more noticeable for others. So it does really, really help and it is appreciated. Um, just like to add as well, all the people who have been listening throughout the last year, I really appreciate your support. You know, um, I didn't think I was going to be doing it for this long, to be honest. I just done it for a little bit of fun because I've always wanted to just have something to talk about Man City. Um, but I didn't think I'd be doing it this consecutively and um, this regular. Um, I know you could argue I haven't been doing it that lot, a lot lately, but I've got myself a good groove now in place and a good routine. So um, upload times and content should be a lot more better than it has been previously. So just wanted to touch on that and say thank you. So yeah, I do appreciate everyone's support who has listened, watched, like shared any of my content or anything I've done because it has been a monumental season, you know, winning the treble. Um, something I don't think any of us would have even imagined at the start of the season. And to see it actually happen and come to fruition and to win the Super Cup as well, something of dreams, you know. So I just want to thank everyone who has followed me on this journey we've all experienced together. Yeah, let's uh, keep smashing it. So we're going to get into the Spurs preview. Um, overall, I don't think, again, I don't want to say this without coming across too harsh and, uh, and too negative about City, but I don't think we are firing all cylinders at the minute. And I say that because the goals are certainly drying up a lot more. Um, and when it comes to our creative play, um, I feel like we're getting a bit complacent in games. Um, we'll go one up, and then we we're not we're not attacking like we normally would do. I don't know if that's because of the absence of De Bruyne, um, or just because of a treble hangover. The players are deflated and can't pick themselves up, which I doubt it is because Pep would drill these players day in day out about being on top form and being hungry to do it again because we can do history this season by doing four Premier League titles in four consecutive seasons um, in a row. So I don't think it's that. I just feel like something hasn't clicked yet. Um, I don't know if it's because our defence has took a little bit of a, a shake-up. Um, we've lost a few key players like Riyad Mahrez, Ilkay Gundogan. 
Um, and Josco Vardial is still settling in to the system we play. So I don't know. I think the defence at the minute has been a bit shaky. It's been a bit questionable. And we've shipped more goals um, recently than we have in quite a while. You know, um, so something does need to be looked at. Um, I, I'm I'm not going to sit back here and talk on this podcast and say that we haven't been playing great. We ha- we see, say that we have been playing great at the minute because we haven't. This isn't like City. You know, we we've we've uh, drew our last three games um, in the Premier League. Um, we only just scraped a victory in Europe, and we've lost a fair few games now already. Um, but I, this isn't me worrying. I'm just being a realist, being realistic. Um, I, I like. Thing is, Sunday, Tottenham came to the Etihad, all guns blazing, and I feel like they always do that. So, it, it's it's really one of them. At, like. You've just. I think we've just got to forget about it and just make sure we go to Villa uh, on Wednesday, ready and firing to take those three points. Because people are saying, yeah, but we still got a point. But to me, that's two points dropped rather than a point gained. We should be beating Spurs, you know. Um, we should be finishing off Tottenham, but we seem to always struggle with it. And I think as of late. Um, our creativeness has fizzled a little bit, fizzled out, um, and I don't. I'm not blaming it on supporters because I know fingers have been pointed at certain fan, certain people in the fan base and our fan base that we're not making enough noise at the Etihad when we're playing at home, which in some cases can be true. But I'd also like to argue that the kickoff times that have been present at those games when the atmosphere hasn't been great, haven't been great kickoff times. You've got to get fans to get themselves up um, and get into it, which can be quite hard with a half-twelve kickoff. Um, and then you've got freezing cold nights of the Etihad, which I know is all part of being a City fan, but sometimes it's, it's, it's hard, you know? And I get it, but I think uh, as well, what it boils down to, I know I'm kind of going off topic now, but it all boils down to ticket pricing because City are charging £60 a ticket for these games and they're selling them all in all in bulk for the season in August and they're being snapped up by tourists um, which I'm not I'm not disputing obviously we're a big club now and anybody can come watch our club I'm not saying they can't but it's just very insulting to the match-going fan who wants to go to these games, but it's being took away from them from a person who is just going there for a day trip to get a few pictures to put on their Instagram as a memento of being in Manchester who really don't have a physical connection to the club. Um, and I, I, I'm not, I'm not disagreeing, and I'm not saying they shouldn't be there because obviously we're bringing in money to the club, but. I feel like something needs to be cracked down and sorted about this. Like, I feel like we need to have a certain section in the stadium, like maybe move the south, maybe move the family stand up to the higher tier in the uh, 
in the new development that comes in and then just make a whole different on a whole new south stand um, where the family stand is but extend it even higher so we've got more of an atmosphere being created and at the same time we're not kind of saying we're not allowing tourists and family stands because that's not that's not right and that's not fair because there should still be an option for family but what people also do have to understand and what city need to understand is that the ticket pricing is not right at the minute and it's not acceptable to be making people pay 60 pounds for a game against Sheffield United just a week after Christmas because I got the notification yesterday um because I'm signed up to all of the emails for tickets because unfortunately I didn't um get many tickets when they released in August um unfortunately so I have to be on the waiting list now or any tickets I can get myself through Facebook groups and anything so and I thought to myself that is quite high to be fair and if they're complaining about the atmosphere city they need to look at themselves change the ticket pricing and start making criterias or even a ballot for tickets because most of these people coming into these games now haven't even been to a game in their life. So um, it can be a bit of a kick in the teeth for the match-going fans who want to experience every game because they want to be there for the team like I do. But like I've had to do recently, I've had to take a back seat because I can't get the tickets. But it doesn't mean you're less of a supporter um, because I know people like to throw that about. You're an armchair fan, but OK, I am, so be it. I went to more or less all the games last season and I loved every bit of it, but I I I honestly um it 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 annoys me a lot when I see the price of the tickets these days because I think they should be capped. I think Premier League I think the Premier League tickets should probably be capped at around forty quid and then you could Champions Leagues capped at thirty. Um, and then any cup games like FA Cup or Carabao Cup, cup 15 to 20 quid. Um, I think people would be probably a lot more inclined and happier to buy them. Um, and for me, I think they need to bring in a proper ticketing system because the one we've got at the minute, it's, it's not great. Anyone can make an account. Anyone can just go onto a system, buy five sets of tickets for different games, and then you're eligible for any any ticket that goes on sale, you know. Um, so I feel like you need to have a good, credible rapport on your ticketing account to then be eligible for certain tickets, and just have a balloting system so it's all more simple. But I've gone on it. I've gone on about this for quite a while, so um, I am actually going to get into some more game review. But that is something I've been wanting to discuss for a while because. I'm not the only one feeling the pain and the frustration. I know a hell of a lot of people are, um, but I do feel like action needs to be took because so many people I know and so many people I keep hearing about are missing out on seeing City play and it's not fair and it's and it's just not right because we should be able to have the opportunity when we want to go and watch our team play um, and that shouldn't not be an option for us because at the minute we don't have that option to be able to go see them so yeah um yeah so um in regards to the Spurs game I feel like overall I was a bit deflated after it because 
we came back to make it three two. Obviously, with Jack Grealish getting that uh, getting that goal, and then for Spurs to score again, it's just like what are we doing? You know, um, it's it's so frustrating because we just seem to be get letting people score for fun. You know, at the minute. Uh, the defence is very, very leaky. And I don't know if it's because we haven't got John Stones, um, which I think partly could be one of the main reasons because John Stones, I feel like he is one of the main uh, engines in that engine room and one of the main cogs that keep everything turning in that back line, you know, because he can then say to Diaz here, look, you stay here, cover, and I'm going to go drift out into midfield and do my thing and then drop back when he needs to and track back or attack and push with the the press so I do feel like having stones back will definitely tighten up a lot fit a lot a lot more a lot of more things at the back um going into this running of games now because we got villa tomorrow palace on the weekend uh no we got villa tomorrow palace villa tomorrow Luton on the weekend uh palace next week as well as Red Star, and then we got the Club World Cup. So we want we want John Stones back for the good rotation. And it's not just the defence he offers. Everyone knows by now John Stones is one of the best players we have um, for the for the midfield play and the, the creative play he now offers. Um <clears throat> so yeah, and Pep said in his press press conference earlier. John Stones is match fit and he could be expected to play tomorrow, which is fantastic news. I couldn't be happier about it. Um, but when it comes to the Spurs game, I think the main talking point that we all took away from this is the officiating. Um, and I've said it before and I'll say it again. How can we have the world's best league of football, but yet still somehow struggle on the officiating front? And it's honestly laughable. Um, now I'm not, I'm not using the referee as an excuse, because I I I I feel like I can hold the the team and I can hold my hands up and say that some of in that game we didn't take our chances when we did, but it's clear as day when the referee is making calls like that. You know, um, this isn't me trying to use it as an excuse for us pl not playing so well, because I'll admit it. I'll admit it myself. We didn't play great. But you cannot deny that decisions like that should not be, in, be should not happen. You know, um, you could you can say it's corruption, which I, I, I think it is. Um, the Premier League don't want City running away with the league. They want to make competition. Um which doesn't go in their favour and with the narrative they want, um, which is which is disgusting really because they're preventing history from us winning four league titles in a row, um, but they'd rather have it competitive and a free horse race rather than a one horse race, um, but you can you can see it in every game we play now, decisions not going in our favour, in our way. And other teams just getting all the all the handouts to them. Um so yeah, that that on Sunday, Sunday afternoon, it really, really infuriated me. Um and it also made me thought made me think 
is this going to be covered in the Monday Night Football? And are they going to go into this like they have with previous decisions and previous refereeing calls throughout the season so far? No, I think not, because it's City. It's it's like they said on TalkSport, Ali McCoist, which I found quite laughable. He was saying, uh, referees make mistakes all the time. And I feel like this one should be just, we should forgive him. I mean, I don't think you'd be saying the same, mate, if it was Rangers, if Rangers were in that position, you know. So I feel like you've got to understand where we're coming from. Like Grealish was through on goal and you played the advantage. You played the advantage for Haaland, you know. And yeah, it's it's so, so infuriating um, that the, the, the officiating just isn't up to standards. Like the VAR. We bring in this state-of-the-art refereeing system and no one really knows how to operate it properly. You know, you'd have thought state-of-the-art system, uh, ball-line technology and everything, it would be tip-top and the operators of it would be fully clued up. But somehow they're not. It's clear as day that even the even the offside at... Uh, Old Trafford, the Swamp, uh, earlier this year. That as well. It's like, come on, man. Like, it, I think uh, at first I was like, I, I'm not sure. But I think it is fully corrupt now, especially with the charges we have against us. It just seems like to me anyway, as a City fan, the Premier League are trying to do everything they can to stop us from making history and stop us from doing it again. But... I've said to a few people this week, you can try as hard as you can to stop us, but true talent and true football inability will overcome corruption. And that's what we're going to do. We've done it before and we can do it again. We're not just going against 19 other teams down in the Premier League. We're going against the Premier League itself. Um, So when it comes to this, I feel like City are the only team who can do it. We've got everyone against us. Our backs are up against the wall. And now it's time for the players to look at themselves and say, let's go on and push. Push for this fourth title in four years, in four seasons. And and make history. Because if any other team is deserving of it, it's Manchester City. City are the only team who deserve to do this because they're the be- we are the best team in the world. We have the best team in the world and we've proven it. Um, so for me, I think it's just all about composing ourselves and pushing on. And if any team's capable of it, it's us. You know, um, I, th- I think a few people on the timeline and on forums and stuff this week, this weekend have been getting a bit frustrated and rightly so. But I don't think it's uh, any situation to lose your head. I know a few people called in to talk sport Sunday evening because I listened to it and you had a few people actually openly admitting that we don't think don't think we're going to win the league. Um, now that's just falling at the first hurdle, you know. And to me, I haven't seen any signs so far that we can't win the league. We're still um, in a good position considering we don't have our best player and... I I I just think people are very reactionary, and 
we just need to take it one step at a time, you know, because we're in this position because we don't have our best player and results haven't been going our way, which you can't help. But like I said, things will change. Things will change. Um, so Liverpool and Arsenal, they can enjoy being on top and the two top teams. But like I, I, I've said before, leagues aren't won at Christmas. You know, um, I I am not worried one bit because I know come May and come back running ne- next year from from February through to through to May, it'll be us. We will be there. Kevin De Bruyne will be there. City will be on fire. You know, so never never ever count us out. You know, because Lineker and bloody Carragher. We're going at it like they always do. I don't think Manchester City ever same this season, which they do every year. Then we end up beating them 6-3 at Old Trafford, beating them at our place 4-1. So, and then winning the league. So, Arsenal, you, you can be on top for Christmas. And if that gives you some sort of happiness, so be it. Be on top. But... We'll be happy in third because we know what's going to happen by the end of the season. We're going to be the ones left in that trophy because we've been here before. If anybody, like I've said, can come back from 8, 9, 10, 12 points, it's us. So bring it on. Bring everything on. I, I'm I'm excited for this season because I feel like we're going to see a different city because once De Bruyne comes back, there's going to be a hunger in that dressing room that will want to turn each team inside out and make them in into their prey, which 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 we're capable of doing. But I feel like we're missing that instinct, that cutting edge, which De Bruyne offers to our team. So it's certainly exciting. And I don't think, like I've said before, and I've, I've reiterated in this episode, that I don't think there's a lot to worry about. Obviously, it's not great that we're not, scoring a lot of goals but it's not exactly like we're losing many at the minute yeah we're drawing but it it happens you know we've just won the treble life is good I ain't complaining I I, I don't have anything to complain about you know um if Arlen breaks his leg and De Bruyne ends up breaking his other leg again you know then I'll have something to complain about but I'm not we're we're um third in the league, you know, um through to the knock knockouts in the Champions League again. So it's all cool. And we drew Huddersfield in the FA Cup. So um it should be a good tie. But ahead of tomorrow's game against Aston Villa, the eight fifteen kickoff at Villa Park, to me, this has been the one on the December fixture list that I've looked at and I thought, oh my God, this is going to be tough. It's one of those midweek games where you're like, oh God, you just want to get this one out of the way. And especially now that we're missing Jack Grealish and Rodri, it makes you think, oh Christ, if we're going to lose the game, it could quite possibly be this one. Because... I don't know if any of my listeners or any of you have been watching Villa lately, but they have been very good. Um, Unai Emery has done some bits of that club um, since taking over. He has worked wonders for Villa. Um, 
to be in the position where they are now is unreal. And we went there last year, last season. We went there last season and we got a draw with them, you know. So I think... And and even last season, they were nowhere near the team they are now. So I feel like there's definitely going to be that um, certain sense of hunger and that determination to try and get something from that game, which I, which I think they're more than capable of. Um, so, yeah, I think if Villa play like the other teams have against us recently, so I'm talking about Spurs and Liverpool, they're more than capable of nicking a, nicking a, nicking a point or getting, getting some sort of result from tomorrow. But for us, we just got to stick to what we're doing. And I mean, by that, we got to play John Stones. John Stones has got to come in. And I feel like we've just got to play... We got to play Haaland. I play Alvarez, and if Doku's fit, I play him as well. Um, but I've heard Calvin Phillips could feature, which could be interesting. So we'll see what happens. But for me, I think we just got to we just got to go for it because if we don't win tomorrow and don't pick up those three points, it could start to get a bit tricky for us. But like I've said, bring it on. If we're if we if we're eight points behind, uh, come New Year, it'll all be fun and games by May. So, I'm not saying that'll happen, but we've got to, we've got to get on a good foot tomorrow. Get those three points in the bag, because I think Liverpool are playing as well tomorrow evening, and so are uh, Arsenal tonight against Luton. So, we want to get off to a good start. Get the points in the bag. Get a win and then move on to the game this weekend against Luton. And hopefully that'll be a high-scoring game for us because we need to get some goals to boost that confidence up a bit because it's been a while since we've had a high-scoring tally where we've won by a good margin. Um, so, yeah. Um, overall, like I've said, there isn't really there isn't really much or anything to complain about. So when I do see people getting up in arms about our results we've been having. You've just got to think about what we've achieved last season and what we've achieved over these last 10 years with Pep and then think a couple of draws is nothing really. You know, I, <laughs> I'd, I'd draw all season if it meant having a Champions League. You know, I, I, I know that's not possible, but you get why I'm going. But um, to be in the position we are now, we're so incredibly lucky and you should be so grateful to be such a good team with such a good manager, such a good backroom and staff, everything. Like, I, I, I still like have to pinch myself when I think and I hear people say that City won the treble and we're treble winners, you know, because for so long that was United's go-to thing and that that's what they they were known for but now we've done it you know we have it we are the treble winners as well um you know not just one team in manchester has done the treble we have which is something they wanted to make light of as well nobody remembers the second man on the moon which i which i found quite funny 
nice and original from the United lot. Um, but in terms of everything, we've got to stay positive, back the boys and keep the support coming because they need it. And we've got to keep on it, you know. Um, like I've mentioned, I haven't been to many recently because it's just so hard with my current schedule, starting a new job, working long hours, working long shifts. It's hard to commit to games, but over the Christmas period and coming into next year, I am going to start looking at getting a few games penciled into the diary because I've only been to two this season. <laughs> and for me, that's not a lot. You know, like last season, I think I'd done best part of just over 30 games, all competitions, you know. So um, to only do two by Christmas for me, it's not something that's normal i've only done the um i've done the super cup in athens and newcastle at home but both good games not complaining by any means because the situation can't be helped but what i will say if you are going to villa away tomorrow please do enjoy it bring the support cheer everything because the boys need it now because we've got our backs up against the ball the Premier League are doing everything they can to stop us from making history. But we can be the change. We can be the 12th man when the boy, when the boys in blue are playing. we got to remember, we're the treble winners. Everywhere we go now, we got to rub it in people's faces. Champions of Europe, you're never seeing that. Because we've had it for so long, so, so long. We had the rag singing it to us, the, the dippers, everyone. So it's time for us to start doing it and start being proud, singing loud and proud about us, the Blues, Manchester City. So enjoy the game tomorrow if you're going or if you're watching at home, do enjoy. Have a beer or or a few, whatever. If you're going to any games this month, have fun. Hopefully I'll end up getting to a few soon and I'll see a few people soon. Um I'll be doing a few more episodes across the course of December um, and there'll be a lot more to look forward to. I'll be doing a few YouTube videos as well, so please be sure to look out for that. Um, I'm just focusing on the podcast inside of it for now, uh, getting a few more episodes up to build up for the regularity of the pod again because um, I know it hasn't been a while. It's been quite a while. Um but yeah, I'm open to any suggestions. If anybody wants a certain guest on, if you want me to cover a certain topic, just drop me a DM on Insta and I'll get it sorted. And if you want me to talk about certain topics or if you even want a feature on the podcast yourself, I'll have you on. Um, but I am trying to get a few more people on. But yeah, if you want to come on the podcast, give me a message or I'm open to any ideas. So yeah, I'm all, ear, all ears. But yeah, hope you enjoyed today. Please be sure to leave a five-star rating review. Follow me on Instagram and enjoy. MCFC, okay.